Welcome to the Find the Good Mamahood podcast. I'm Caitlin Carpio-Futchner, and I'm so excited to spend some time with you. This is a place where I talk with other mamas about their favorite tips, tricks, and resources, and also celebrate the joys of mamahood by sharing real stories and experiences. New moms, veteran moms, moms-to-be, this podcast is for you. I hope our honest chats about the highs and lows of mamahood help you find joy wherever you are in your journey. I am so glad you're here. Hey, mamas. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Find the Good Mamahood podcast. My friend Rachel Turlick is joining me today to share about her crazy journey over this past year being a firefighter and a new mom. I know, pretty incredible. Not a story I've heard that often, and I doubt you've heard it that often either. Hi, Rachel. Thanks. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So um, tell us about your family. Tell us about you. Yeah, so I'm married to Ryan. Um, He's also a firefighter, so that's kind of how we we met. Um, But we have a son who's going to be one on August 15th. Um, So that's just us right now. (laughs) And your son's name? Uh, My son's name is Knox. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you guys decide on Knox? So we had, I think, like 50 names per gender. Like, we're just going through all these names. We're like, we need to nail it down. Like, we have all these names we like. Um, but we ended up both agreeing that we really liked it. And I had heard it from some other mom who named her son Knox. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually a really cute name. And mentioned it to Ryan and Ryan was like, I really like it too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a family name or anything, but we just really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think other than like Fort Knox yeah, <laughs> or Knoxville, yeah, <laughs> I've never thought of it as like a name. I don't know. I, I never met a Knox or anything. I think it's cute. What's he into nowadays? How, what stage is he at? So he has started to kind of like play with cars more rather than just straight put them in his mouth. But he <laughs> learned how to walk and Yay. he has finally started popping teeth. He is literally almost one and he's just now getting teeth. That's right. My nephew had the same thing. He was like, he didn't get his first tooth till he was like one. So <laughs> poor kid. But he is starting to just kind of, like, interact more with toys rather than just shove it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still, of course, eats anything and everything that comes in his path. But it's more like moving the car back and forth. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my baby's growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's yeah. so simple, but it's so cute. So um, what do you do during the week? Uh, what do you like to do for fun? So during the week, I right now am just taking care of my son. I'm kind of applying for jobs in between which I guess we'll talk about a little bit but um I just take care of Knox we like go to the pool or just find like fun activities for him to do kind of fill those windows of times where he's not napping and tire him out Mm -hmm. Um, so right now honestly I'm just hanging out and applying for jobs um not anything too crazy but like during when Knox goes down for naps and stuff I really like to try to get a workout in like that Mm -hmm. helps me keep sane um that's like top priority so when Knox is napping either like applying for jobs or working out or something like that so yeah and reading I love reading okay nice do you do yoga much anymore 
not as much. It gets harder because, like, with my workouts, I could choose between, like, doing a high-intensity one or a yoga one. And unless I'm trying to recover, like, it's typically, for the most part, like, weightlifting. Um, mm-hmm. Yoga with Knox is kind of funny, but gets nothing done because he just climbs on me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I try to do it between nap times, and I only I don't know how much time I'll have. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I need to get this workout done fast. So if I have time, I try to get some yoga in, like even just stretching. But on like recovery days, I do try to do some yoga. So okay. not as much, but nice. I still try. Mm-hmm. So. You still consider yourself a yogi or like, I don't know, past <laughs> yogi? <laughs> I, yes, I would still consider myself a yogi because pretty much any time I can like pick it back up. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and I still kind of do it, but I'm just, I'm definitely not as hardcore as I used to be before Knox. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I had a lot more time. <laughs> for our listeners, Rachel used to take the most epic poses, and she actually taught yoga for a little while, so yeah. that's why I asked. So I was just thinking, I mean, I've known, you know, I've met probably, I could count on my hand the number of firefighters that I've actually mm-hmm. met, um, but I don't even know if I've met many women firefighters or firewomen. I don't know. <laughs> Are they pretty rare? <laughs> yeah. Is it rare to find women firefighters? I'd say yes and no. So, like, in the department I was in, I think there was, like, 70 to 80 out of, like, 700. So, that's not that many. Wow. But I knew, like, pretty much all the female firefighters. I had a female firefighter on my crew. So, mm-hmm. there was two of us, which is kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you'll have like shifts with all men and maybe one or two women sprinkled in between, mm-hmm. but in our department and just in general, I think it's hard to find female firefighters. Um, I mean, we literally have to do the job that the man does. Like they don't go easy on typically, at least in my department, they don't go easy on you just because you're a woman. You have mm-hmm. to do the job that like, you know, people's lives are relying on this. So yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. because the process to get through is a little bit harder for women than it is for men. So just naturally, right. you're going to have more men in a fire department. But yeah, um, it is pretty rare, but I was pretty much all the, almost all the females in our department. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. So tell us the story of how you became a firefighter, all yeah. all the good things, all the bad things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll start in college because honestly, <clears throat> firefighting had never even crossed my mind. Um, but in college, I, my major was global justice and I honestly didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Like practically, I was like, you know, human trafficking is my jam. I want to do something like that, but I just, I had, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So after college, I went on a missions trip, um, to Southeast Asia. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do missions. Wasn't really for me. Um, came back home and I just worked at Chick-fil-A, which is a job I had, um, in high school. So I continued doing that and I Mm -hmm. got promoted to training and development leader, which was nice, but I was like, I think my boss wanted me to own my own Chick-fil-A, and I was like, ultimately, that's not my goal. I don't want to do that, <laughs> so get me out of this. I don't know. I'm like, ah. Um, and with that job, it was I worked a lot, and so I didn't have time to like search for other jobs, and so I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll be a nanny for a little bit until I can really find out what I want to do, um, and so I nannied for a year, uh, two adorable little boys. Um, and that was really fun and very flexible. <clears throat> and so I was like searching for jobs. Like, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm just so stuck. And my dad actually, he worked for a company where he's kind of like their fire chief, quote unquote. 
um, he, it's a private company, but they work with explosives and stuff like that. So they have to have like people fighting fires every once in a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's like, have you ever thought about being a firefighter? I was like, no, literally never. (laughs) Um, and so I kind of started like going through the process. There was a guy at our gym actually, that was a firefighter and I had like introduced myself because I could see he had his shirt on and stuff. And and I like asked a bunch of questions. I'm like, man, this sounds actually really awesome. So like started the process and I actually got through pretty fast. Luckily, because of this guy I had met at the gym, he put in a good word for me. And I didn't realize he was like a captain, which is pretty high up in the fire department. I just thought this dude's a firefighter, but he was yeah. actually a captain. So he kinda had a little bit of say and mm-hmm. you know. Um, but he didn't even know much about me. So I'm like, this dude's helping me out. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so I started going through the process, and there was a lot of different steps. Like there was a, um, a polygraph, there was a, um, a written test, there was a physical test, there were you know interview. Like it just it was like a three month long process, which is actually pretty fast. I came to learn it can take sometimes people like a year mm-hmm. or so. This takes a while. Um, but then I like went through the academy. I got in, and it was like the hardest thing I had ever done in my life. I was. <laughs> It was so incredibly, like, draining on my mind and my physical, just, I was exhausted every single day. But it was really rewarding, and I Mm -hmm. loved it, so. (laughs) And then I was at a station for uh, three years um, at the Mm -hmm. same station, uh, but I had different people coming in and out. But, yeah, so that's how I became a firefighter. Wow. No way. Three years? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea it was that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. It flew by. Mm-hmm. So you got a job as a firefighter. You started working. Um, what did that look like? Like, what were some, like, maybe of your favorite stories or major lessons you took away from that? Um, so people will tell you, like, like if firefighters, they'll tell you that, like, the people make kind of the crew. Like, so if mm-hmm. you have people on your crew who are just like lazy or you're Mm. miserable or whatever it just makes for a really difficult time Mm -hmm. to enjoy your job but I luckily had awesome officers who were basically your bosses I had awesome officers we trained constantly like almost every single day um we you know we had dinners we had crew outings so like often Mm. we go out and do things together sometimes um and so I had a crew that I just really really liked um Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed working with um, so just like hanging out with them because, you know, you're waiting for calls to come in um, <laughs> was really fun. But yeah, honestly, like and I know a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, if there's a fire, do you go in or you go, you know, do you run away? And I'm like, "Ooh, fire. I need to go in immediately. Like, <laughs> and honestly, in my three years, I didn't have that many fires. I had little baby ones. But like, I think it was like my last two or three months there or something. But, like, we had this big fire, and it's like, this is awesome! <laughs> no way. <laughs> I know. You know, like, that's what we live for. We're like, oh, like, of course we don't want people's houses burning down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, we're there to save the house. Right. But at the same time, like, we really enjoy doing what we do. And not just people's houses. People, we're saving people's lives as well. Yes. But, you know, we don't want people's houses to be burning down. But the reality is that they do and so when that happens we're like oh yeah like all gung-ho like mm-hmm. that's what we do that's what we live for yeah um, you've been waiting for this call yes <laughs> yes this is awesome. 
So yeah, I think just the people and honestly when when we got a chance because it didn't happen that often, fighting fires was the best, clearly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I can't awesome. imagine a, a greater adrenaline rush at work. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, you definitely had to like take a deep breath and kind of like look at your surroundings and what's going on because you can get really bad tunnel vision and just be stuck in like mm-hmm. you know, this one way, this I'm right here, but you have to like open up your mindset and just be like, okay, what's going on around me? Because like there's fire coming out of the roof and you know, mm-hmm. just all sorts of things. But yeah, yeah, definitely adrenaline. Definitely have to like mm-hmm. whew, calm yourself down. And you, I'm sure you, you know, every time there's a fire, there's someone who's like you said going through something horrible. So you probably had to deal with hysterical people. Mm-hmm. Um, was that hard too? Like just the emotional element, or even just like taking care of them physically, the the victims of fires? Um, so luckily, like, we kind of have, like, medic units who are on, and occasionally I'd be assigned to the medic unit, but we'd have medic units on the calls as well who would be more of the people taking care of um, the people who, you know, their houses are burning down or whatever, just mm-hmm. because you don't want those people, like, on the lawn trying to, like, go back in their house, or mm-hmm. you really don't want distractions when you're trying to do this job, because it's very, yeah. like, it, it, it's just a distraction for those people to come in. So, we have other people, like, um, we have fire marshals, we have a Red Cross will come to and help, and, mm-hmm. you know, if they lost their house, obviously, they can't live in it anymore, so Red Cross will come. Um, so, yeah, you have hysterical people, but pretty much, like, we are zoned into our job, and mm-hmm. we can't help people we have other people on those calls to do that for us. Yeah. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we like, it would be like, we have a job to do like every single person on the engine rescue truck, all these pieces of apparatus, we all have our job to do and we mm-hmm. need to like stick to that job. So <clears throat> tell me a little bit about like each job. Does your, like, is it kind of like, like a, a sports game or something like you're assigned this role and you're always in this position or this, you know, doing this action or does it change depending on the situation? So your, like, uh, role could change depending on the position that you're in, literally inside of the apparatus. Mm. So if you're the driver, the driver is, you know, giving you water. They don't have, they're not, like, mm-hmm. and it also depends on what, so there's five, at least in our county, like, five pieces of the apparatus, five engines that get to fires. And mm. each one has a different role. So depending on who gets there first, but let's say the first one comes, and the officer, who's, like, the boss, he rides the seat, quote-unquote, um, he will get out, he will do a 360 around to see if, you know, there's anything on the back, because we, obviously, mm-hmm. we're in the front, we can't see what's going on in the back. So you do a 360, you go around, and while he's doing that, <clears throat> the driver is getting hooking up to the hydrant, making mm-hmm. sure they can get water in the engine, which mm-hmm. can then turn to the, to the hose. But then, if you are in the back, which are called bucket firefighters, mm-hmm. um, if you're on the right side, you are typically on the nozzle. And if you're on the right side, you're kind of that person's backup person, or maybe you're opening a door or whatever. And occasionally it'll change depending on honestly when you like how you arrive to the house. Mm-hmm. Like is on the right side or the left side. But yeah, but the two bucket firefighters, they are on the nozzle, they are putting the actual fire out. Um mm. and so that's what I was for the longest time, but I was training to become a driver, um, and learn okay. how to pull levers and all that good stuff. So Wow. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Stressful, but fun. What are some things you learned about yourself as you went through the journey of being a firefighter? Um, 
I think I learned, and this is something like, so before I had Knox, I had like all the time in the world to kind of like learn the job and Mm -hmm. learn what I wanted to do and pursue, you know, maybe a promotion or whatever. Once Mm -hmm. I had Knox, I learned like, it's actually, I mean, clearly with a kid, it's so much harder to like do all these things outside of the job, like reading about firefighting and, you know, Mm -hmm. just doing out things outside the job are just so much harder. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think I kind of realized like I prioritize as much as like, I love firefighting. I just prioritize like being able to be home with Knox and Mm -hmm. my family and then being able to have that flexibility of like being at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause honestly, like as much as I love firefighting, I've wanted to be a stay at home mom. I don't think that's going to happen anytime (laughs) soon, but yeah, I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And now that I have a son, it's like, Oh my gosh, I hated those 24 hour shifts away from him. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to focus at work because all I was like thinking about him at home. Right. And you know what? Some moms do it and they're Mm -hmm. really awesome at it and kudos to them. I just, it was, I just found that for me, it was just really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I just learned like kind of my priorities and what I really wanted to get out of uh, my career and Mm -hmm. just home life. Yeah. Yeah. What were the hours like? So we worked 24 hour shifts. So we would stay overnight at the station, um, which honestly, not going to lie. It was kind of nice to get a break from watching Knox because he still (laughs) to this day wakes up every once in a while. But then again, it's not really break because you're waking up in the middle of the night to run calls. True, true, true. So either way, honestly, you're really, you're really sleep deprived. But, <laughs> um, but my specific schedule, we had had a different schedule, which my husband's on now, which was <laughs> really nice. But we actually switched our schedule, so mm. you can keep track. It's twenty four on, twenty four off, twenty four on, twenty four off, twenty four on, and then four days off, and that just repeats itself for the rest <laughs> of the journey. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that was hard too, because like after shift, I would come home from you know, from work and I'd want to take a nap. Um, and maybe Ryan's at work already and I don't have time to take a nap. Mm-hmm. And we are both constantly just sleep deprived. I'm like, I can't keep mm-hmm. living a life of just both of us constantly being sleep deprived. My son has no schedule because three different people are taking care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely just, it's definitely really hard work when you're constantly sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. Was there a specific moment when you knew it was time to move on? Um, I think it was actually probably a couple of weeks before I ended up um, quitting. I was just like, you know what, you know, with COVID and everything, there's got to be like more remote jobs out there. And I think that I could like serve my family better that way. Um, And I think for my mental health, it would just be better if I was able to be at home Mm -hmm. with Knox more often. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a couple of weeks before, but I was like, you know, and we're living in my parents' basement right now, so we're saving all the money, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're trying to build a house eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what, this is the perfect time. So now I, I still don't have a job, which is very surprising to me. But <laughs> I'm like, there's a labor shortage, but I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, still applying, and I, I know there's one out there, and I know God will provide. But, um, but right now I really am enjoying being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I like that you're getting this season to kind of slow down, mm-hmm. you know, be with Knox, save some money. And then you do, you know, you will eventually get a job. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, I think it will fit you really well. You have a lot of skills you've 
gained over the years and all these different positions you've held. And then, you know, you have this house to look forward to, too. So I feel like it's a nice um, kind of an interesting season, but it could be a sweet season, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. What do you think you miss the most about being a firefighter? Um, I actually like will hear like sirens sometimes or like <laughs> see a fire in general mm-hmm. pass. I'm like, oh, I just miss like all the calls that we were on and just all yeah. the people we got to interact with. And mm-hmm. granted, you get the people who are calling 911 for a stub toe or something. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It was just like being able to take care of people and. Mm-hmm. this is gonna sound weird but like we i mean we ran a ton of medical calls but like the calls mm-hmm. where there's like people are actually really truly injured you're like oh my gosh this mm-hmm. is awesome like mm-hmm. how are we gonna take care of this person <laughs> it's like a challenge it's yes like, exactly yeah like, there's something right in front of me okay what do we need to do mm-hmm. um and i just yeah. yeah i like miss that part and and i'm like oh people in like their fire gear rolling past and like they probably went to a fire <laughs> like i'm like oh, i missed that part <laughs> Did you ever meet any other mom firefighters? Yes, I did. Really? Um, there, there was, actually, right before I left, there was a mom. She had just become a lieutenant. She got mm-hmm. promoted and moved to our station. And she is a mom, but she was also pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she, um, I think she's due any day now. But, yeah, so she's a second-time mom, still in the field. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and her husband's in the field, too. I was like, good wow. to see you guys. I'm like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> did you like learn anything from her like how she makes it work or things that help her um very briefly not a ton honestly we didn't work we probably worked together only a handful of shifts okay. but she was just telling me too yeah. like it is pretty hard because you don't see your husband like mm. maybe every three days or four days yeah. or whatever um it just I mean you make it work mm-hmm. and the time that you do spend together is precious and you make it work but it doesn't mm-hmm. make it less hard. It's just, you know, you do what you have to do for your family. I feel like it's one of those careers that I feel like I could never do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just don't think I'm built that way. But, like, you know, one of those you're on call all holidays or weekends or, like, it's just a whole other world. I can't imagine working nights, you know, just mm. these professions that you don't have a choice. You have yeah. to go into work because people need you. I feel like that that takes so much more out of you. But it also hearing these stories makes me really grateful for those people who are doing those roles. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I mean, last year, I think I had to work things maybe the day before or after Thanksgiving and then Christmas Eve. Um, oh, wow. And it actually depends because there's three different shifts. 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 <laughs> um, there's three different shifts. And it depends on what shift you're on and what year it comes around. But like some shifts have to work. Thanksgiving and Christmas Day and New Year's Day mm. all in a row. But like next year, maybe they get all of those holidays off. But actually, we get oh, okay. a really nice benefit. You get holiday pay. So mm. you get like all these nice paid holidays, time and a half, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the good benefits they give you. So aside from being able to stay home with Knox a little more um, and not having crazy hours, <laughs> um, what are some of the things that this experience has, like, helped you see that you want in a career, um, you know, things that now you're looking for in a new job? So I never thought I'd say this, but, like, the nine to five, I actually really want. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, two, I think, like, learning a new set of skills 
I think will be mm-hmm. really beneficial because so on my resume, it's, I have experience that's just all over the place and I have mm-hmm. good set of skills and things, but it is kind of, I know I look at all these jobs and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't have any admin experience. I don't have any, like, I've just had on the ground, like on my feet. I haven't sat at a desk ever pretty much <laughs> for a job. Um, and so honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to gaining like new skills that I have never had before. Yeah. And you also have like problem solving skills and thinking on your feet <laughs> skills, you know, yeah. I that, you know, look different than fighting a fire, but yeah. <laughs> you can apply in a busy workspace. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I try like when I get interviews and stuff like that, like I have one on Monday, like for these jobs, a lot of these jobs I'm applying for are working with people and trying to solve their problems. And I'm like, yeah. I can do that on the job on the spot. Like that doesn't stress me out. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, Oh, mm-hmm. what do I do? Like, um, so I think a job where I could do that would be really beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good transferable skill. Yeah. 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 I just have to convince them. <laughs> yes. So how are you doing in the in-between of, you know, like you were saying, applying, Knox is almost one, and mm-hmm. being a stay-at-home mom with him? Not bad. I am learning, like, I don't know if you thought of this when, like, when you're a mom, but, like, when you were single, you thought, man, what did I do with all my time? <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm kind of having to learn, like, like yes, I kind of have, quote, unquote, all this time. But mm-hmm. it's learning how to, like, have time management and also include Knox in the day-to-day. Like, because I could play with Knox all day, but there's just things I need to do. And how do I include him in that? And it's been, yeah. like, kind of fun. I'll have him, like, get propped up on a chair and, like, help me, quote, unquote, <laughs> cook dinner. I baking pots and pans uh-huh. and things like that but I actually also am kind of kind of started a business selling essential oils I have been using mm-hmm. them for three years on and off mm-hmm. and I was like I use them all the time I use them every day like I make my own cleaning supplies all these things like why mm-hmm. would I, why, I need to show people all that I've learned and what I do yeah. um yeah and then I'm also yeah started to make some like essential oil products which have been pretty successful Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited just to kind of find that hobby, something to do. Cause as a mom, again, you don't like maybe the hobbies that you once had aren't going to be the same or just finding something that kind of makes you feel like yourself more. Um, mm-hmm. so I've been really enjoying that. Yes. I love seeing your posts about that. And it, <laughs> it, that does make sense. Like what you're saying, like you've been doing it for a while because you are showing, you know, like, oh, I've been doing this thing or I use this for laundry or use this for the house. It's, mm-hmm. it comes naturally to you, you know? Yeah. 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 So I'm just showing people what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's why I started this podcast partially. Like, I think it's helpful to have something that's not just taking care of Coda or working. Um mm-hmm that's enjoyable. And even in working, I I think I enjoy having something that doesn't get undone in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, I can get my work done and there's a reward at the end and there's adult conversations and it stays done for a little while. (laughs) That project. Yes. (laughs) Not I cleaned the house five minutes ago and you just undid it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's rewarding to me. And I think like you were saying, as a stay at home mom, that's rewarding to you that you have something Mm -hmm. else that you can have go in and that you can invest in and give your time to it's yeah, not just exactly. taking care of dogs does he have like everything firefighter 
No, actually, kind of, Ryan and I were like, oh, man, like, we can't give everything, Firefly. They're so dorky. We'll let other people do <laughs> So he has gifts, firefighter gifts. <laughs> yes, yeah. People will be like, let people, like, think of us and, like, get him the gifts. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, Ryan's still a firefighter, so mm-hmm. Knox still has a firefighter parent. It'll still be in the family. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Watch, he's going to be, like, a police officer when he grows up or something. Yeah. So is Ryan's schedule as wonky as yours was? So his is actually a lot nicer, and oh, he good. works, like, an hour away. So he works um, one on, two off, and then okay. every, uh, I think it's every seven shifts, he gets an extra day off. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an average of 48 hours a week, but honestly, like, that's, and that was our old schedule. And honestly, if we had had that old schedule, I might have stayed in the department. Um, mm. but yeah, so it's really nice. So he works one and he's two off and it's really mm-hmm. nice for having to travel a whole hour away. Yeah. That's quite a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's not easy, um, to make this decision, this transition from firefighter life. Um, but love that you're able to spend some more time with Knox and that you're pursuing a job that will work better for your family. Um, and let you live more of that boring nine to five life. <laughs> It's yes. crazy. I I also never wanted to do that, but now I value the nine to five. <laughs> yes, a routine. Yeah, especially with kids. This is so fun. Thank you for sharing, Rachel. You're welcome. There you have it. We've come to the end of episode number seven. Check out the Find the Good Mamahood Facebook page to stay in touch, or the new Find the Good Mamahood Instagram account, which you can follow by searching at Find the Good Mama. Thanks for listening. 